بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد رسول الحمد للہ of the sublime station of our beloved messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and we spent a few sessions taking a glimpse into the unparalleled knowledge that the almighty and glorious bestowed his beloved with sallallahu alaihi wasallam so the next subsection entitled arabic would be left to learn other languages arabic would be left to learn other languages Intabarani Al-Hayatami Majma Az-Zawaid Number 12,241 Volume 7, page 562 Ibn Katir's Tafsir, Volume 7, page 293 On Sulut 47, verse 20 Sayyidina Salman Al-Farisi Radiyallahu He relates that our beloved messenger said Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Eda Zahara al-Qawlu Wa khuzina al-Amal When words will emerge and actions become buried waqtalafatil aslun waqtalafatil alsun languages will change watabaghadatil qulub and hate will fill the hearts waqata'a kullu dhi rahimin rahima and people will cut off all mercy and kindness فَإِنَّ ذَلِكَ لَعَنَهُمُ اللَّهُ فَأَصَمَّهُمْ وَأَمَا أَبْصَارَهُمْ Thus when this occurs, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will curse them and make them blind and deaf. أَوْضُ بِاللَّهُ So let's look at this. So the first thing the Prophet mentioned, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when words will emerge and actions are buried, Look at how eloquent the Prophet was. Something emerges, you get an image of a plant. Something is buried, it means that you're getting rid of it. So what will become common? Speech. Speech, people will be speaking like Sahab. But where's the actions? There's no actions. Then he said, Languages will change. Okay, interesting. Languages will change. Hate will fill the hearts. People will cut off all mercy and kindness. Then Allah Ta'ala's curse will descend and you will be blind and deaf. Those just as the lands where the illustrious companions radiyallahu ta'ala anhum spread the glorious deen to also adopted Arabic as their language. The opposite would occur at the end of time. Especially after many of the Muslim lands were colonized. Isn't that true? You go to the Muslim lands, for example, you go to some of the lands in, uh, in Africa, they speak French. Why are you speaking French? If this is the language. You're Arab. So that's what the Prophet was saying, languages will change. But in the time of the Sahaba, where they went, people then took Arabic. So for example, if I was to ask you, what do the people of Iraq speak? You say Arabic. Did they always speak Arabic? No. They had Farsi. They were Persians. Where did Arabic come from? Because the Sahaba went there. 
So they were changing languages into the lang- the kings the kings Arabic. At the end of time, reversal starts taking place. Now you'll get people who look outwardly, you know, a certain part of the world. He's from that part of the world, and he can't speak the language. <laughs> we actually see this. He goes, "Aren't you? But are you? Are you from Pakistan? Well, I don't speak it. Isn't that a camera sign?" <laughs> Right, so the Prophet said, "This is what will happen. Languages will change, hate will fill the hearts, people will cut off all mercy. There'll be no mercy shown. Then he goes, Allah's wrath will descend. Oil and other precious minerals would be mined and overseen by those who are mischievous." Oil and other precious minerals would be mined. Who will oversee it? Those who are mischievous. Where's the proof? Mm. In Imam Ahmad in his Musnad, volume 6, page 598, Hakim in his Mustadrak, volume 4, page 458, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As, he said, تَخْرُجُ مَعَادِنُ مُخْتَلِفَةٌ مَعَدَنٌ مِنْهَا قَرِيبٌ مِنَ الْحِجَازِ there will be many diverse minds that will appear. Amongst them, one will appear close to the Hijaz. The most despicable of mankind will continue to approach it. Look at these amazing statements the Prophet is making. Because many diverse minds, what does this mean? Oil, gold. Silver, you know, how, what list have you got of minds? Diverse minds will appear amongst them. Look what he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. One will appear close to the Hijaz, Karibum min al Hijaz. Then look what he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yaatihi min ashrarin nas. The most despicable of mankind will approach it mm. directly from the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What did he say? They shall appear in the near future such minds that shall have the worst of mankind as its overseers. This is in Ahmad al Haytami in Majma al Zawaid, number 6248 or 4 112. So the Prophet said there'll be minds. So minds is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The problem is who is. Caretaker of these minds. The Prophet said, the worst of mankind. He goes, they're not going to benefit you. Confirming further, Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu relates to our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la taqoomu sa'atu hatta tazhara ma'adinu kathiratun la yaskunuha illa arathilun nas. Before the advent of the hour, there will be a proliferation of minds that will be controlled by the most despicable of mankind. Mm. This is in Tabarani, Al-Haytami in Majma Az-Zawaid, number 12,478 or 7-740. Mm. So let's look at this briefly. Today, many of the controllers of these minds are non-Muslim. They are the ones that have created the machinery for mining and the inventions which require petrol or fuel. Mm. Thus, these unbelievers are described as what? 
the worst and most despicable of mankind. Why? Because they have materialistic intentions. Mm. So now think about it. If it wasn't for oil in the in the hijaz, what would have happened to the hajis? Mm. One of the scholars said this. He goes, Allah Taala has given this treasure to the Arabs in their land. Why has He given it to them? Because who are the guests of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? The the pilgrims, millions attend. So they are using it for that. But if I was to ask you what percentage, so note Allah Taala has placed it as a gift. But the people who are in control of it, the Prophet said, they're the problem. So Allah is. There shouldn't be anybody suffering in the world. If you think about it, why is there such a huge you know difference between the rich and the poor? You get one person dying from overeating. And you get another person dying from starvation. You know what's happening, and it all goes back to this. And the Prophet said, "Allah Himself this." Now think about it. Who were the first generation to hear these words? <laughs> so how much are they hearing this proliferation of minds, the worst of mankind? So they just passed it on because we've learned it, we've memorized it. The truthful one spoke. We don't understand. We'll pass it on to the next generation. The next generation did they understand? Mm. But they said we've learned it. We'll pass it on. It's reached us. Mm. Suddenly we think, "Sadaqta ya Rasulullah." So who really was the Prophet talking to? The Allah is. And also, you know, there's other signs. You know, famous ones. Bedouins will compete in building lofty uh, buildings. They'll compete. Mm. The Prophet said. Now, why is that an amazing hadith? Even though people don't really think about it. Because how can Bedouins build lofty structures? Mm. Bedouins are the poorest people on earth. Mm. So the Prophet was—he left it at that. He didn't go into it. So imagine if I said to you, think of the—you know—a a, a place where there's virtually you—you you, you don't know where your next meal's coming from. Think of a place in the world, and I then said to you, those same people are going to compete, build skyscrapers. What would you think of my statement? Right? You're thinking, what the heck is? Brother Yusuf talking about. That's what the Prophet said. What was he saying in between the lines? He was telling you that the Bedouins overnight they're going to end up with too much wealth. They won't know what to do with it. So what will they do foolishly? They'll start building, building in deserts. How could any man have known that? The Prophet was telling you that Allah is. What else did he mention? That Allah is. Images of masjids. Would be common with elongated minarets. In Abu Nu'aym al-Hilya, Ad-Dur al-Mantur, Volume Seven, Page Four Six Six, Hudayfa, Ladiyallah, he relates that Abu Lufan Messenger said, "Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, amongst the signs of the hour, wahuliyatil masahifu, wasuwalatil masajidu, watuwatuwalatil manaya." The Qur'ans will be beautified and ornamented. Images of masjids will be prepared. Images. And minarets will be lengthened. What, what did the Prophet say? First thing, Qur'ans will be beautified. A Qur'an is meant to be beautified. Qur'ans are meant to be read. You know, you beautify things that you like. It's like, a, oh, look, look, I've got a treasure. That's not the point of the Quran. The point of the Quran is to read it. People have got beautiful Qurans. Tajweed coded. Do you ever read it? 
That's what the Prophet said. This is a sign of the hour. وَحُلِيَّةِ الْمَصَاحِفُ Then what did he say? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَسُوَّرَةِ الْمَسَاجِدِ Images of masjids. Not masjids. Photos. Images of masjids will be prepared. It is to be noted that images of masjids only came into existence after what? The invention of cameras. It is now common to see these images of masajid hunging one's dwelling or at workplaces. Then when one examines these masajid, what do you notice? High minarets. Minarets will be elongated. The Prophet is telling you, he's seeing what's happening now. Was he saying this in place? No. In other words, what's happened to my ummah? They forgot the purpose of the Quran. They forgot the purpose of masjids. And they forgot what a minaret's for. So it's all about, you know, beautification. I know it's what a beautiful masjid. Anybody go there, brother? It's not bothered about how beautiful it is. What a beautiful Quran. Anybody read it? Look at that minaret. Anybody run a zan in it? Right? So all of this, the Prophet is happening. So note, he's now talking about images. Imagine Sahaba hearing that. What did the Prophet mean by that? What did he say? Masajid, images of Sahaba, we don't understand it. The Prophet said, We'll pass it on. We'll pass, he reached us, subhanAllah. Our beloved messenger had explained further, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in Ibn Majah in the chapter on Masjid. Never do the works of a people become evil without their then decorating their masjids. SubhanAllah. Never do the works of a people become evil without their then decorating their masjids. The Prophet is telling you a spiritual illness here. When people become corrupt, let's put it in simple words. Muslims, not only about kafirs. When Muslims become corrupt, the Prophet said, they will start to decorate their masjids. Let me ask you a simple question. Who run the masjids? Do I need to say anything else? <laughs> right? Think about it. Do you realize that's a Kiamat sign? Anybody bother telling you that? When have you ever turned around and said, Oh, mashallah, the most righteous of the community are in the masjid. Where? Show me. Which ones? You look at the list. Who are these people? You don't know. He's like chairman and he's, he's like the main, you know, you know, he's this. And he, I've never even seen the guy. All of a sudden he pops out once a year. <laughs> And what are they always concerned about? Not bringing people into the masjid. This. We need to extend the masjid. We need a new wuzukhana. We need a new minaret. Right? Hang on a minute. Because you're corrupt. The Prophet said it. When your deeds become corrupt, you will decorate your masjids. Look at the masjid in Nabi in the time of the Prophet. If you were to look at it, and look at it as it was, you would think, much of a masjid that is it? You'll even probably come out with a statement like that. Well, it's probably one of those, you know, in the desert, you know, where people can't afford anything. Second grade is masjid, brother. Second grade is masjid. Why are you so concerned about the, you know, the what it's made of? Right? Now you look at the masjids around the world, and you see amazing masjids. But then you actually think, I wonder how many people attend these masjids. You know, brother just came back from, you know, Birmingham. He goes, what beautiful masjid. Because he extended this, that. Five people for Vajr. <laughs> right? Five people for Vajr. What's all that about? 
the masjid can be likened to the body, whilst the people within it likened to the soul. Those, what use is the body without the soul? <laughs> There's no soul. There's nothing happening. <laughs> Look at how simple the masjids were at the time of our beloved Messenger. But they were built brimming with guidance. Every masjid. In contrast, look at the magnificent masjids throughout the world. Most are empty of guidance. Indeed, the root cause for this is simply, as our beloved messenger said, your deeds will become corrupt. You will then beautify masjids. Now look how interesting. That's a mental illness. Because they actually think, I'm a shaitan. But if I put some money towards the masjid, Allah Ta'ala is going to get happy with me. Completely wrong, brother. The prophet said, you're corrupt. His words are final. He didn't say, no, no, that's a good thing. So where do you, the whole point is not the masjid is to, you know, and look at the masjid, look in our own locality. <coughs> you know, people, one brother said this to me, and I thought, first I thought he's a bit harsh, but then I thought about it, and I thought he's right. He goes, masjids have become businesses. So I thought, what did he say that for? But then I thought about it, and you're right, all the money that people put towards masjids, where exactly is it going? When you ask that question, next minute you become public enemy number one. Why are you asking that question for? Well, it's not, why are you getting hot under the collar? It's not your money. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Isn't mm-hmm. it become a business? Indeed, this unnecessary building and beautifying masjids is in total contravention to another beloved messenger's command. What did he say? Sallallahu Now think about this. I'm recording that. You tell me what's happened. Mm-hmm. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu relates that our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ma umirtu masajid. I have not been commanded to raise high the edifices of masjids. Abdullah ibn Abbas added, However, you will certainly adorn the masjids, just as the Jews and Christians adorn their synagogues and churches. So let's look at this. So this is in Abu Dawood, number 448, Ibn Hiban, number 1615, Baghwi in Sharh al-Sunnah 2-348, Shaykh al-Bani Ali states Sahih in Sahih al-Jam, number 5426. So there's two parts to this hadith. One is from Rasulullah, one is from the Sahaba who narrated it from Rasulullah. So what did Rasulullah say? Sallallahu alayhi wa Ma umirtu bitashibidil masajid I have not been commanded to raise high Masjids. If the Prophet was not told to do that, which speed is going to go against that? So, what's, why, why, isn't it, what's wrong with building? What's the point, brother? Where are you going with the masjid? Then Ibn Abbas, the one who narrated it, he commented, he got, like we said today, you're definitely going to go against that command. You will certainly do that. Just like the Jews and Christians did with their places of worship. You go past the church, you see it. Million pound expenditure every year. You look at it. For what? But why are you looking at them? For we followed Sue. Synagogues. You know, beautiful from the outside. In the most richest parts of the, you know, the community. We followed them like the listen, like the Prophet said, said aloud. Upon reading or hearing this, a question goes to the mind. Why did the Jews and Christians end up beautifying their places of worship? Because don't forget they were Muslims. Why did they start doing it? 
half is bahubi explained rahmatullah the jews and christians beautified their places of worship when they distorted and changed their books astaghfirullah when they tampered with the torah when they tampered with the injil they could beautify beautify the beautify the this is in fatal bari 2-175 nothing about that you've committed kufr you've tampered with scripture and what did they do thinking this will you know we've upset god but this will make him happy we're going to build a beautiful church what did the prophet say you're going to follow them your deeds have become corrupt what are you doing beautifying masjids well done you followed them similarly hafiz al-khattabi said rahmatullah the jews and christians only began to beautify their churches and synagogues when they distorted and changed their books lost the religion and focused on beautification and decoration hafiz aini in his umdatul qari 7-41 they lost the scripture messed it up and then they put their energy into building beautiful churches and synagogues how does this apply to us we can't change the scripture why Allah Ta'ala promised He's going to preserve it. Our response to that is this. Because we will indulge in bid'ah, innovations. Indeed, one observes that the most magnificently adorned masjids are run by those who indulge in innovations. To Almighty Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is our complaint. And to finish, what is Abu Dardasi? Abu Dardasi, our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, If you beautify your masjid and decorate your mushafs, you are doomed. If you beautify or adorn your masjids and decorate your mushafs, you are doomed. This is in Ibn Abi Shayba in his Al-Musannaf, Al-Hakim Al-Tirmadi, Ibn Abi Dawood in his Al-Masahif, Shaykh Al-Bani Ahmadullah stated Hassan in his Sahih Al-Jami number 585 and As-Sahihah number 1351. So let me ask you a question. Are we doomed? People asked, why is God not helping us? Where is God? Why is Palestine being taken by the Bani Israel? What? Why are you looking at pointing fingers everywhere, brother? You're the problem. Right? He goes, how am I the problem? Look how arrogant that is. How am I the problem? <laughs> well, you're not exactly ready to learn, were you? Right? You're not exactly Rahmatullah As if, you know, you're the problem. Where's my problem? Have you beautified masjids? One percent. Mm-hmm. Drop a fiber in every week. <laughs> right? He goes, Do you decorate your mushafs? He goes, Kola koda tajweed, seven kirats. Do you ever need it? The Prophet goes, You're doomed. Sayyid Hadith. Doomed. Why did he say that? Because you got those illnesses that the Bani Israel had. It's crept into us. But the first thing is to detect it. People don't even realize. You know, we've got to tell the guy, You're ill. Imagine somebody's got spots on his face, fever, drooling out of his mouth. He doesn't even know he's ill. The first thing you're going to tell him, brother, look, you know, this is going to sound very strange, but you're actually ill. I'm not. Right? And then you have to explain, look, let me give you the symptoms. And you tell me whether you're ill. You got spots, you're drooling, and you got fever. You go, yeah, you're right. So you give the symptoms. The prophet said, masjids are decorated, most subs are decorated. You're right. That means you're ill. Now, just to add very quickly, keeping the masjids maintained is honorable. Mm. Beautification is one thing, maintenance is something completely. So, for instance, 
Maintenance means that you help towards the bills. That's excellent. That's not beautifying the masjid. You understand? So don't start saying, I'm not going to give anything to masjid. Shaitan has got you with a left upoko. Right? Beautifying unnecessarily, that's what you don't give towards. So somebody goes, we're extending the masjid. What for? Because it's not giving a penny, man. Right? If a person goes, no, no, what it is, you know, we're struggling with the cost of living, the bills, no problem, we'll help you with that. That's maintenance. The Quran praises people for that. You know, carpets, things like this, no problem. Beautification, what do you need that for, brother? Umar radiyallahu he hated to see two colors in the masjids, red and yellow. <laughs> so imagine he walked in here. Red and yellow, why? Because it distracts you. Forget about minarets and, you know, chandeliers with chiming clocks and this, that and the other. The whole point is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So again, note, you know, within this state, but who told us all this? Imagine, like I said, first you get depressed, but then your iman is lifted. Why? Because the Prophet told us all this. As if he was seeing, look, I know this is going to happen. Don't despair. I'm telling you it's going to happen. But don't be the fool who just follows the crowd. Right? Don't be one of them. And of course, Alhamdulillah, he is the final messenger. Are there any questions you might ask? Subhanahu wa bihamdi, subhanahu wa lahum wa bihamdi, ashtu la ilaha illa anta astaghfirika atubu alayka wa tibillahi minash shalajim. Subhanahu wa bihamdi, 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 subhanahu wa bih